Hello everyone and welcome to She Begate the Podcast. I'm your host, Bilun Kamsameche. If you're new here, welcome to the podcast. And if you're a returning Begater, welcome back. She Begate is a podcast that celebrates and amplifies the stories of incredible and inspiring black female trailblazers. On the show, our guests share their life stories, the highs, the lows, and everything that has brought them to be who they are today. Today's guest is Stephanie Kituri. Stephanie started out studying for a degree in political sciences with dreams of being the Secretary General of the United Nations. After her retrenchment, she found herself leaning into her passion for clean hair care and established Vanna Naturals, a natural hair care clean beauty brand that creates effective products for Afro-textured, coily and curly hair types. Tune in to hear her journey into and through the beauty industry. Remember, we love to hear from you, so please engage with us on our social media at SheBrigade on all social media platforms or email us your feedback at info at SheBrigade.com. And don't forget to please rate and review us on your podcast platform. So, let's dive in. Hi, Steph, and welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Pello. I'm so excited to be here. I am so happy to have you on the podcast. Um, so basically, on this podcast, we like to start all the way from the beginning. Mm. So I want you to take us all the way back to what it was like for you growing up, what you were wow. like as a child, um, your primary school and high schooling life. Oh, wow. Woo, all the way mm. back. All the way back. <laughs> um, so I'm Kenyan. So I grew up in Kenya, in Nairobi. Um, and my memories of my childhood are just amazing. They're just filled with so much love and laughter um, mm. and like playing with my brothers uh, or cooking with my mom in the kitchen. Um, and so I had a very happy, fulfilled um, childhood growing up. Um, mm. And I actually went to school um, in at the school my grandfather built. So um, when he grew oh, wow. up, he used to... <laughs> He used to walk like really, really far to go to school. Um, and so I guess he grew up and he decided that he was going to build his own school. And that's exactly what he did. So my entire wow. primary school, I went to the school that my grandfather uh, founded and built. And it's still there, thriving. Um, and so I guess in a way, as I think about it now, I've grown up around entrepreneurs, people building things from the ground up. Um, and yeah that was amazing and i went to an all girls high school all girls high school yeah um and that was an interesting time in my life um i learned many things about the kind of person i did not want to become um and it really kind of paved the way for how i wanted my university career to look like um uh, which is you know very significant in my journey um and so after high school I took a gap year um my mom actually allowed me to take a gap year which wasn't very common at the time um and I didn't even know I needed it until she until she said why don't you why, why do you think she she asked you to take a gap year or supported you in that I think I think my mom is just she's wise right and she just she knows all the things and she has all the right answers for everything um, <laughs> and I think she kind of sensed that I I probably needed a bit of time to explore what it is I actually wanted to do um mm. I had these two sides of me a very creative artistic side 
but also a very analytic side to me. Um, and I kind of needed to find a balance for those. And so she said, I'm going to give you the year, do a couple of courses in different things and kind of find your footing. And as luck or God's plan would have it, um, I actually enrolled in a hair and beauty school, um, not knowing I was going to end up where I am today. Like I had no idea. Mm. For me, this was fun. It was like a hobby. You know, it wasn't yeah. serious. And I was really good at it. It came so naturally to me. But at the same time, I had actually applied for an internship with the United Nations because I always always wanted to pursue a career in political science, international relations. Um, and before I could complete the hair and beauty course, I got the internship. And so I had to leave the hair and beauty course. Mm. I mean, who turns down an internship with the United Nations? Yeah. <laughs> um, I was at 17, 18 years old. So I took the internship. I went off. I completed it successfully and I loved it. It was amazing. Um, and when I was done with that, I knew that I wanted to do political science. Um, that's what I wanted to pursue in university. Um, and the care and beauty thing kind of fell by the wayside. Um, like I said, mm. it was always this hobby this fun thing that just came naturally to me that I could just do and I was I could excel without putting much effort um mm. but I never ever not even for one second considered that that would be a plausible career path for me at all like it wasn't wow. even on the cards in any way um and so I did my university I did my master's um, I finished up my political science uh, you know, degrees. And then um, I had always, ever since I was like what, eight, nine or 10, back when um, Kofi Annan was the Secretary General of the United Nations, I always used to say, when I grow up, I want to be the next Secretary General of the United Nations. Sure. <laughs> even, even saying it now, I feel a little bit like, oh, wow. So naive. But anyway, it was a dream, right? It was a dream. And so um, I knew that. So I graduated and I knew that I needed to like get this going, get this secretary general thing happening. Right? Mm -hmm. um, and so I had this plan that I was going to work for um, organizations that would lead me to that position. But I was a Kenyan living in South Africa which means I was a foreign resident and it was quite difficult to like, mm. get a job, um, the specific job that I wanted to. So um, I told God, look, <laughs> I really want this. And there are only two places I want to work. I either work, want to work for the British embassy or the American embassy. Like that's it. Because look, in my eyes, that was the way I could see yeah. to get me to where I wanted to go. Yeah, yeah. And so I applied for these jobs and I got a job at the American Embassy. And I was like, wow, this is awesome. Let's do this. And it was my dream job. Hello, it was everything I ever imagined, everything I ever wanted, everything I ever desired, from mm. the colleagues to the kind of work, to the growth, to the exposure. Everything was exactly as I had imagined it would be. And I thrived. 
I thrived. It was incredible. It was such an incredible journey. And I got to work on projects that were so close and dear to my heart. Um, I got to use my East African political and cultural expertise um, while there. Um, And that was something that was unique to me, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I got retrenched. And then they decided (gasps) that they were going to close. Yes. Yes. I didn't see that coming. (laughs) I'm like, oh. I got retrenched in 2018. It just came to an end. It just ended. That was it. Um, And I was like, okay, well, what's next? Um, By then, though, I had always had been dabbling in um, making uh, whipped shea butter at home. Um, By that time, I'd had a little girl. Um, and I had had to learn how to take care of her hair. So all this time mm. I had dreadlocks in my hair. So that's like a whole different ball game, right, of hair care. Mm. It's not mm. like this, you know, uh, open afros. Um, and so I had been whipping these butters and using them at home on a small scale. And again, the same, I approached this with the same attitude I had when I was in the hair and beauty school. Like this is a hobby. I'm just good at it. I just enjoy mm. it. I'm just doing it just as a side hustle, is it even a side hustle, like, you know? Um, yeah. So all this time I had been doing that for about two years before I was retrenched. Um, and I had started to sell the butter uh, online. Um, but it kind of happened by accident because I wasn't really ready. You know how everyone is always like, I just need the courage to start. I'm just waiting for everything to be perfect. That was me. And then yeah. I had built this, I decided I was going to build my own website and I used Wix and I was going to build my own, so I did it. And then I hit what was button. What was the goal when you were building your website? Like, were you trying to start a business at this point? No, I was just <laughs> seeing what it's like. Like, uh, I, just, I actually just wanted a system to be able to sell my products where they could order online instead of this word of mouth Facebook thing. Mm. It wasn't working for me. I just wanted a more formal way. But I wasn't like registering a business and a company with a vision of creating this. Like, no, no, we're not there yet. We're not there oh, yet. Wow. Okay, okay. <laughs> and so I hit publish by mistake on weeks and it publishes the site. <laughs> husband was sitting next to me and I gasped and he's like what's wrong I'm like I accidentally hit publish how do I unpublish it there's no like why is this not user friendly how can you not undo the thing he's like honey just leave it like what have you got to lose you can still edit it you know I guess but people are gonna see and then they're gonna say things and he's like oh isn't that why you building a website so people can see. Um, So that's how, you know, like, I feel like I've jumped a bit, but that's how the website started. Um, I built it myself, it was on Wix, and it was published, and that was that. And then people could order, and I could, you know, the thing, it could track your sales and stuff for you. Um, So that had been happening in the background. So when I got retrenched, um, my husband was, he is such a rock in my life. And he just looked at me and said, honey, why don't you take this opportunity and start the business? I was like, what do you mean? So for about six months before then, I'd been talking about wanting to create 
a really amazing hair care system um, for Black women, for women mm. with Afro-textured hair. Like something really classy and elegant and organic, not just people throw around the word organic like it means what it doesn't you know like actually certified organic products um which is you know it's more difficult it's more expensive it's more time consuming it's just laborious but i wanted to do this because i wanted to do it right um Mm. and i thought well i guess there's no better time than the present to give it a try um and that's how that idea became like a more serious thing. At that mm. stage, that's when I got to the point of, okay, this is going to be a real thing and it's going to be a real business. We're not here in beauty school anymore. We're not, <laughs> we're not just playing around. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's how oh, the journey wow. kind of began. <laughs> that's insane. That's insane. Like you were in your perfect job doing this thing on the side but in your perfect job and i feel like life just came at you and and shoved you into this world (laughs) of beauty and wellness like basically just shoved you into it and you took it and ran with it so can you tell me a little bit about the the name where does the name come from Um, naturals so originally we started as savvy naturals um and that was because it's my daughter's name my daughter's name is savannah and at home we call her Mm. savvy and she's the main reason i started whipping butters like i was doing it because i needed to find a healthier alternative to take care of her hair so this was always Mm. about her well not always as as you see yeah but it was at this point the defining moment at that stage in my life was my daughter and taking care of her hair in the best possible way. And I couldn't find the products on the market. I couldn't find them mm. on the shelves at Clicks or Discam. Um, I couldn't find high quality, ethically sourced, carefully considered ingredients in products for people, women of color. And that really bothered me. Um, and so she has always been like the center of how, when this became a serious thing. Um, And then I went to register, I wanted to trademark the name and it wasn't available. Um, And then um, at work, this job that I loved so much, um, people obviously knew about the business and they knew about what Mm. I was going through and they would brainstorm and throw out names. And one day I was leaving and one of my colleagues just just as I was leaving, I had my bag on my shoulder and my car keys and I was heading out the door. And she's like, Steph, have you thought about the name Vanna? I was like, no, I haven't. That is so cool. Because it still pays homage to the real origin story. Yes. Of and it's Savannah. Exactly. It's still unique yeah. enough. It stands out. It means everything. It's like a, a name with such a rich story and so we became Vanna and I went home immediately I checked to make sure it was available I applied for my trademark I got my trademark and registered it um and that's how Vanna Natural came came oh my gosh I love carefully thought out names and even better like I love your story of how it's such a thoughtful name but it it came to you in this random moment (laughs) You, exactly. you live in the office, but it's such the, the perfect name. That is so, exactly. that's so, that's so beautiful. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. So, 
So now I, I, I read somewhere that it took like 10 months for you to be certified organic. And you mentioned before um, that you don't want to, you didn't just want to be organic and just throw around the word, Lucy. You wanted to, you wanted to really be certified as organic. Um, yeah. tell, tell us a little bit about the process of starting up your business, going through this testing, retesting, formulation, and yeah, that whole journey. So the journey actually started, wow, it's amazing how God um, weaves our life, even when we're not paying attention or noticing. So almost mm. now it's about 11 years ago, um, I met with a woman who um, is my, we formulate the product. She's an organic cosmetic formulator, but I didn't know that at the time. Um, mm. it was a connection, um, my husband had at work at the time at that job. And I was telling him, look, you know, one day maybe we'll do, it would be nice to create products. I wonder what that looks like. I said, oh, so, and so actually that's what she does. I was like, what? Well, yeah, cool. So he set up a meeting and we met, um, and we chatted about many things um, but I wasn't fully present and I, I couldn't fully understand what she was speaking about because that's not the space I was in at that time. Mm. But God was planting the seed um, for who we are today. And so that happened mm. and the conversation ended and that was that. We didn't chat again until, um, until I published on Weeks. And I decided that I needed to be better at formulating this whipped butter. I was like, oh, hey, remember that conversation I had with so-and-so eight years ago? Yeah. I think maybe I should phone her up so she can help me formulate this even better, like make it to a better standard. And um, so I did. And she was available. And she set out time in her calendar for free. And she came to me and sat with me. And this is like an expert in her field right and she sat with me and went through the formula with me and oh, the wow. formulation and how to do it in the best and she's yeah. like maybe try this this and, that. and she gave me so much for expecting nothing in return um and wow even thinking about it now just makes me feel emotional um but anyway um, so that happened on the side. And so when I was ready to grow the line, I knew exactly who to go to. Someone mm. who had been in my life for, you know, eight to 10 years. Um, and she was like, we can definitely do this. Um, and she asked me, one of the first questions she asked me was, so how do you want to do this? Do you want to be conventional or are we going to be, are we going to do this um, to organic standards? I said, let's go for the organic standards. Um, we're still in the process of getting our certification, but all our products have been made according to the, the organic standards, standards right? Mm. Um, which is very, very exciting and and unique. And um, I knew that I wanted not only a not only a, a brand of products that stood out, but actually that were actually good for you. Um, that had that you didn't have to worry about the that the products are toxic. You don't have to worry about the ingredients. You can be safe knowing that they are safe for you, for your children. Because remember, my daughter at this time, is just, mm. even today, a very important a part of this story. And I wasn't going to put out 
something that I wouldn't feel safe and secure using on her. And it had to be the highest quality possible that I could mm. afford, the highest quality that I had access to. And mm. yeah, after that, it was, you know, we settled on, you know, what the ingredients would be, what the products would do. And for like a whole year, it was about 10 to 11 months of testing. Oh, no, it's not right. Oh, it doesn't do this. And yeah. we went back and forth. I had so many samples. Like by the end of it, I was just tired. Um, <laughs> and I remember she called me one day and said, look, we are now going back and forth. You need to make a decision. It was that, you know, we all get to this point where as an entrepreneur, anyone really, when you're about to launch something, you can get caught up in this trap of, not perfect enough it's not right enough maybe i should i'm just like no enough this is fine launch the thing see what people say and take it from there and i think that was the final the push i needed because all i all our formulations are specific to banana naturals they are unique you won't find a formulation like this anywhere else it's not something we bought off the shelf we actually created them from scratch um mm. and so we did and then it was out there and then yeah that's how that happened. and now <laughs> now you're in all our cupboards you're in my bathroom <laughs> like it's amazing i always <laughs> say i love talking to women who whose products i have in my home like it's just brilliant i love it <laughs> Make me so happy. Oh my god! No, it's very. Listen, I'm. I love your product. So, what are some of the challenges that you faced in this entrepreneurship journey? Um. Well, there were a number. First of all, um, <laughs> it was. I think I'll start from the personal side of it. Just the shift from a career in international relations and political science to now an entrepreneur in clean beauty in a foreign country. Like, just mm-hmm. wrapping my head around that transition was was hard. Um, it wasn't... I still go through it even now. And um, just, I think, how we approach things, our mentality towards things really impacts um, the impact that we have on others and on the world right and so i really had to take those thoughts captive and just (sighs) dig deep and find that grit inside of me um to just keep going Um, and so that's Mm. a that's a challenge i've had that you know from a personal perspective Um, Mm. then of course the steep learning curve like i don't know i didn't know how to run a business I was an employee for the longest time. Like, I just got mm. a paycheck. And, you know, <laughs> that's it. I don't have to worry about marketing. I don't have to worry about financing. I don't have to worry about accounts. I don't have to worry about, you know, like, all of those yeah. things. Wow. That learning curve. Is... And every time you hit a new milestone, every time you grow and become a little bit bigger, uh, more people know about you, there's another shift. And then another yeah. learning curve. And then you go, okay, I got this. I'm on top of things. And then things change again. And, and the more you expand, um, the more you have to expand. Um, and so that 
continuous growth um mm. yeah, it's been challenging um and then people also don't talk about the stack of unpaid invoices that you always have to juggle um every time someone gives a negative review that's not mm. just critiquing the product in a in a healthy way constructive in a constructive way exactly yes and doing it in a very unkind and you know that takes a toll this is not i didn't just wake up one day and decide to sell something that i bought from some shop somewhere this is like mm. years and years of hard work and of passion and of my life you know mm. and that kind of uh, feedback it hurts um and having to overcome that I've become better at it and become better at overcoming and um, and realizing that you know it's not going to be for everyone but it's for a lot of people and that's what matters um yeah. just keep going and yeah I think there's a couple and also wow the copycats oh my gosh people just want to what? <laughs> like I can't tell you the number of DMs emails I receive and the Maybe not daily, but very regularly. Um, oh, yeah. hey sis, I really love your brand. Where did you get your jars from? Oh, hey sis, I really love this. Where? I'm like, but why do you want to copy and be like me? Go do your own thing. I mean, Google is a tool we all have <laughs> access to. Please use it. Um, and like, yeah, yeah. No, I I I feel you. <laughs> I feel like even I've had experiences where I'm like, you can like you can like if if I could do the work, you can do the work. <laughs> it's hard, and I understand, but and we can learn from each other. But you can also do the work. Yeah, there's there's like that bit of a line that tends to get blurry sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. And what have been some of the highlights of your journey? Um. Wow, this has been an incredible ride. So the collaboration we did last year with the Natural Hair Co. So they're a company that curates um, wash day boxes. And yes. so when they reached out to us last year in August, I was like, oh my gosh, they see us. They know who we are. Oh, this is so exciting. <laughs> Let's do it. And wow, the response was amazing. It was beyond anything I had dreamed or imagined um yeah. we sold out in an hour and i remember thinking how is this even happening like i honestly could not believe it mm. i couldn't um and then later you know as i was processing it i was like you know what you i've done my best i always try to show up as excellently as i can in mm. everything i do and these are really great products and people love them so i should actually i should just be proud i should soak it yeah. in enjoy the moment and keep going um and then again and now you you all and now you've collaborated again i mean i'm not sure when this podcast is going to air but it's they currently selling your on like your new range yes and yeah then like the first boxes cuz we had to wow so the first <laughs> the first box had our everything butter and then mm. it sold out 
and we didn't it's, have... your everything butter i need to comment on this it's always sold out okay. i'm sorry <laughs> oh my I'm, gosh i am very sorry i i i think i underestimate how amazing of a product it is and you know it was a it's a signature product right yeah. um and but we're working on it we are transitioning <laughs> to manufacturing even greater quantities because i can't mm. explain it we'll restock and in like a day, it's 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 gone. They move so many so many tubs of this butter. It's, it's actually ridiculous. But anyway, that'll change. That'll change. I'm in a position now <laughs> to <laughs> to um, increase the amounts that we manufacture. So from mm. September, hopefully there will be no more stock out. I have a plan, and we're going to implement and have as much as they want <laughs> um and so yeah so the first box in august had the butter and then you know it sold out and so we had to replace that with the leave-in which is equally as good um and i know like right now there's very few if they're not already all gone um there are very few boxes left which is real. so that, that mm. that's been an incredible highlight highlight in our journey and then of course launching the new multi-purpose collection like I've always I always even last year when we uh, launched the first collection I was like yeah one day we'll launch the next one and I started to work on it and had an idea and then we got the products and they were ready and then the support for the brand has been so amazing that I can actually afford to financially launch another collection um, Mm -hmm. you know without owing anybody money um, and that is a very pinch myself moment. And um, the products are beautiful and they're amazing. Um, mm-hmm. And it, they really speak to who I am also. Like those who know me um, would hear about what the collection is. And they're like, that is so stiff, you know, because yeah. I believe in products that they can be multi-purpose. You don't have to buy one thing for you know, every single thing. Anyway, um, so that has been a highlight. Um, and then this earlier this year, um, we launched in stores at Faithful to Nature. That was such a big deal for me. Um, so when they launched their flagship store at the VNA Waterfront in Cape Town, um, they, you know, stock our products there. You can actually walk in to the VNA Waterfront in Cape Town and go to the Faithful to Nature store and shop Vanna Naturals products on the shelves. Um, uh, this is a partnership that is so on brand on so many levels. Mm. Um, and it just matches who we are completely. It's such a perfect fit. Um, and I can't wait you know, to grow our retail presence even more. Um, but this mm. was such a perfect first start like i couldn't have written this script any better oh man that's that's incredible that's incredible i'm so happy for you too <laughs> um tell me steph what's some of the worst career advice that you've ever received Ooh, that's a good question <laughs> um You know, Pelo, I've never actually gotten bad career advice. Everyone in my life that I've always sought advice from has always pushed me in the direction of pursuing my dreams 
and remaining true to myself. Um, mm. I'm just thinking back on those conversations, but I think that also has to do with knowing who to approach in your life for certain things. Like, mm. you don't just go to every Tom, Dick and Harry and, you know, pour your heart and tell them, well, yeah, you have to be very um, yeah. intentional and careful with who you let into those safe spaces of your life. And it has to be people who know you, who are rooting for you, who want the best for you, and who will be honest with you. And I think because I've learned how to sift through those relationships, I've always sought advice from people who I know will be truthful, will be honest, and who will push me, you know, when I need when I needed that push. Mm. So mm, no, I yeah, don't think I've ever received any bad career advice. <laughs> I mean, you make a good point though because. You're right. You're absolutely right. We shouldn't just be putting ourselves out there and receiving critique or advice or guidance from literally anyone, right? Mm-hmm. That's 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 unhealthy to an extent because not everybody has your best interest at heart. And I I, I love I love that what you said in the beginning. You said they they know they know they know you well enough to know what you want out of, out of like whatever you're pursuing. So then they can advise you accordingly instead of just going to someone who doesn't even know your background, doesn't even know your story, doesn't even know your, your, what you want in life and now they start advising you. Because I've, I've found myself in that position where I'm like, where you know, people start to advise you and I'm like, but you don't even know if I, if I want that. Mm-hmm. You don't even know what, I, what my goal is with X, Y, Z. So mm-hmm. you, I love that you're mentioning the importance of curating your circle. Mm. your circle of people that you go to for guidance yeah it's very important and and what would you say are some of the misconceptions about what you do oh that it's easy oh that it's an overnight success um i remember someone actually made that comment when i was alive once like they asked the question um how do you feel about this it's like such an overnight success you must be so excited in my heart, I had so many things to say <laughs> to this person. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's not an overnight success. I've been dreaming this dream without knowing I was dreaming it since hair and beauty school, like, yes. I don't know, 17 years ago. So no, <laughs> there's nothing overnight about this. Um, yeah. And also assuming that um, it's 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 just like any other brand or any other hair product. I think consumers are very spoiled for choice, right? And social media has made it such that anybody with a platform with anybody who can hear their thoughts can just say whatever they want to say. Mm. Um, and you really need to do your research when you're buying anything, when you're consuming anything. It's your responsibility. Um, and you can't just assume that it's all the same without giving it a try. Um, and yeah, that's, that's just not cool. It's not cool at all. <laughs> and then also mm. for me, it's this constant battle of challenging what people perceive organic to mean, um, organic or 100% natural and other brands <laughs> using those words when 
that's not actually what they are. It just makes yeah. it so much more difficult for those of us who are actually, you know, complying and um, trying to create these healthier alternatives. Um, yeah, just makes so, it a bit more challenging. What 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 is the definition of organic, specifically also um, with regards to what Vanna Naturals is trying to do? How would you define it? So for me, I would define it all the way from how the ingredients that we use are grown. Um, mm. Are they exposed to what kind of pesticides, if any, are they exposed to? As an example, I'm really like, trying to mm. make this simple. Um, so it's that whole journey of the ingredient from its seed um, to how it's harvested, to how it's processed, to how it's combined in a formulation to make the product that you have in your bathroom right now. So that entire process has to be um, certified. It has to be, uh, you know, monitored and watched. Um, and so we only use ingredients that have gone through that process with the various bodies that um, certify our, our products. Our manufacturer is also a certified organic manufacturer. So they don't just, you know, the way they formulate their products is according to a specific way of doing it. Um, and so that's what that's what it means for Vanna Naturals. And I think my vision has always been that whoever is using our products is rest assured that our products are not toxic and that they are safe, not only externally, topically, but internally as well. I mean, we're coming off of a history where we would use chemical relaxers in our hair. I have nothing against it. I mean, you wear your hair the way you want to. Um, but, you know, there's been evidence and studies showing that those chemical relaxers affect our hormones and cause all sorts of health issues. Um, and that is not, that is something that I experienced because I did have, I had re, uh, relaxed my hair in high school. It was like three or four years. Um, and I developed um, fibroids in my adulthood. Um, and I've had to have like three, three surgeries to deal with it. Mm. Um, and I'm on the other side of it now, thankfully. Um, oh. And I have two children. And But I know that exposing my hair, my scalp, my body to those things was had a, had a part to play. And so for me, it's really personal um, how the way we create our products and what we use in them um, to make sure that they don't have this kind of negative effect on anybody who uses them. Like I can't imagine exposing my child to my daughter to harmful things. I, I just, it, it's difficult for me. And so, um, so that's why, that's why I decided to take the more difficult path of creating effective organic hair care products that are high quality, that look beautiful, that are beautiful, that do amazing things for our hair um, because nobody else is actually doing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that sad. just gave me <laughs> a, a new appreciation for your brand. 
Wow. Wow. It's deep. Okay, so we, yeah. <laughs> we are at my favorite part of the podcast mm -hmm. where I get to ask you my favorite question, which comes from my favorite quote. My favorite quote is, be who you needed when you were younger. And I love that you just explained um, something that you went through when you were younger that contributed to adulthood. And now you're trying to do something to remedy that for the next person, because that's really what that quote means to me. As much as we can ne never go back in time and change how things turn out, there might be someone out there today who's listening and watching and may need to hear something that you would have needed to hear back then. Mm. So tell me, Steph, if you could go back in time and talk to younger Steph at any age, what would you say to her? I would say be brave and be courageous. And even if it's scary, do it anyway. Mm -hmm. um, and don't let other people get you down. Um, your vision is valid. Your dreams are valid. And you can be anything and do anything you want. Um, just give it your best. That's what I would say to her. Mm. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Ah, thank you so much. This has been amazing. Tell us how can our listeners, our viewers get in touch with maybe following your journey or just follow the Vanna Naturals journey and obviously where can they buy as well? <laughs> so all our products are available on our website, www.vannanaturals.co.za. We, um, you can also find us on Instagram and Facebook at Vanna Naturals. And you will also find our products at Faithful to Nature stores in South Africa and on their website as well. Um, yeah, that's where and you Beauty on Tap. Us. And Beauty on Tap and Natural <laughs> Hair Co. Natural Hair Co. Natural Hair Co. And so, yes, you can find our products there. Follow us on Instagram. It's a vibe over there. We have so much fun. Um, yeah. And you do a lot of teaching on your Instagram as well. I love that you teach. You not only are just selling products, you're teaching about how you use the products or just, and, or just I feel like it's not even product specific, it's just about how to take care of your hair in general. Yeah. yeah. That's actually interesting that you noticed that because for me, it was really, I quickly realized that people, there's a lot of information out there for, sorry for going off topic. There's a lot of no. hair care information <laughs> out there, but um I also have the way I do it and how our products work and I'm the best person to teach because I'm the one who is telling you about them. Um, and so mm. I've had to learn how to strike a balance between being an entrepreneur business owner and also being a content creator, you know, influencer vibes. Like that has also <laughs> been <laughs> that has also been quite interesting and very stretching for me. Um, and so I'm, I'm glad that you appreciate um, and that you've seen, you've seen that. It's super encouraging. So, yeah. Yes, Thank absolutely. You. Thank you. Thank you so, so much. Yes.